All right, we're back for another round of binge watching. As always, Johnny Spoiler, love the movie so much I might spoil it. Expoil it. See what I did there, spoil. David? I combined <laughs> excitement with the word spoil for expoilment. That means I'm going to excitedly spoil a movie for you. Do you? Th- oh, I almost said on purpose, but usually I say by accident because I'm so excited about the movie. We shouldn't let them know. You're, you're just so excited, you don't know which way to go yet. I guess don't know which don't know which way to go. <laughs> And then joined as always by Dangerous Dave, who's so dangerous. If he doesn't like the movie, he's going to tank it in the trivia section. And also Jordan Savage is here, who's so savage, she doesn't even have to watch the movie. She can just tell you simply by title alone whether it's going to succeed or fail. Um, however, she texted me about the... Every year, somebody updates this image of like all the Halloween movies on DVD, or their, or at least their posters to try to show how they're all connected on like a tree or whatever. But there's too many branches or deviations now. And Jordan's like, explain it. <laughs> like it can't be explained because we like... would spend the whole podcast just trying to unravel how the movies are, or are not connected to each other. It's a but... serious graph. Like I was very impressed and I was, yeah. yeah. Well, so. it's like, I mean, me and John were talking back and forth. I mean, Halloween is basically like a comic book at this point in that, like in printed comic book, you'll have like different artists or writers take on. And this is our version of it for this series and, you know, this and that. And that's like exactly what Halloween's. Yeah, become. they could make all future sequels just like legendary stories of Michael Myers that has no continuity whatsoever to each other. I mean, they did. Okay. I mean, that was the original goal for the Halloween movies was that every year there would be a different specter or boogeyman or thing to deal with, you know? Right. Like, it's like Scooby-Doo, like how there's yeah. an unmasked monster yeah. every single yeah. episode, but the he, stories like just he, never connect. He, and he <laughs> didn't really have a name in the first movie. And he was only loosely connected to the babysitter in the first place. It was like, they were literally archetypes. They weren't even fleshed out. It was like the shape versus the babysitter. You know what I mean? And the doctor's there for support, you know, like, like a, a sage like character, but then, the, then they did this whole backstory in part two, like, oh, she's the little sister, and he's the older brother, and he's come back for some kind of twisted family revenge or whatever, because of his, you know, crazy, I don't know, I don't even well, think, I think they really explain why he's a psychopath in the original movie, but then well, think- the original continuity of movies has, like, there's, like, six movies that all go one through the other, with the exception of part three, it has nothing to do with Michael Myers, but they're all pretty consistent, they exist in the same universe at the same time, in the same town Haddonfield but then like oh let's do like 20 years later and then they killed that girl Laurie Strode who played by what's her name um Jamie Lee what's her Curtis. name David Jamie Lee um, Curtis and then like they have you know Crystal Michael Myers where they put him down like a dog and he gets killed by Paul Rudd and and hmm. And then they're like, "Oh, let's give let's give Rob Zombie a chance." And then he makes two movies that re restart the whole thing. And then uh, now we have this guy, David Gordon Green, or whatever, right? Danny McBride's friend producing these movies with him and like making these three. Isn't like the origin of him becoming a serial killer because his like oldest sister's a little bit of a slew? Like it follows like the classic <laughs> rules of like if you have sex, you well, die. Well, the only thing we see is like the. As far as his origin story in the original movie, yeah, he catches the older sister having sex with her boyfriend while he's dressed to go trick or treating, and it's right. like he just he snaps, snaps, and that's yeah. his first victim. But 
Well, that's yeah, like Loomis throughout the sequel just saying he's pure evil. He's pure evil. Like, there's no explanation. Oh, yeah, then. yeah. Later on, mythology expands that he's like not, he's like beyond human. He's like a force of nature. The later sequels, like the one I mentioned where he gets beat up by Paul Rudd, is like uh, it's they tie it into North mythology that like he's trying to make himself immortal or blah, 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 or whatever. Interesting. Um, but, I mean, like, uh, so anyway, there's like a raging debate among fans, which we'll get to. Um in a second, but I want to remind people like what show they're on. <laughs> it's uh this show. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the binge watches podcast. Where's your glass, David? Um, I just have a can right now. Oh, he's got a can. <laughs> Don't advertise unless they pay us for it. It's generic energy drink. No company, no name, no logo. May or may not have a celestial star-shaped figure on it. Can't <laughs> confirm or deny which energy drink it is. I'll just put the pay foil around bucks. it next time. <laughs> Man. Um, where were we? Oh, yeah, Halloween. <laughs> uh... Yeah, whatever, man. Whatever. I mean, like, so the new movies... I mean, do you want to go into a review, or do you want to go into just the controversy right now? Okay, I'll just stick to... I was just going to mention the controversy and then move on to to what else is going on in the world. Um, Well, TV and movies, anyway. Like we usually do with our home video headlines. (laughs) I just wanted to say, like... So, yes, classic Halloween fans and the current Halloween fans that have gone through these new movies... uh, are mad about the running time that Michael Myers appears on screen. Uh, and, and the other complaint was like his lethargy. I read one comment that was like how lethargic he was in the fact that a 70 year old woman, et cetera, in quotes, quotations by a fan, you know, spoiler alert, beats him up at the end of the movie. It's again, Laurie Strode. It's again, the Jamie Lee Curtis character. So she's been a consistent final girl in these movies and has fought him anyway. Um, but also they share the same DNA. So if there's anything like Rachel Hall in their blood or whatever, <laughs> she has it too. And also um, he was, if we're just following the, con- the continuity of these three movies that are linked to the original Halloween is like one thing happened in this movie where during like one of the first kills, he got jacked on adrenaline again. Like he had, he's like, Oh, I have a, re- a reason to live again. I get to kill some more. <laughs> <laughs> like but but also um you know his partial paralysis or whatever like they mutilated him in the previous sequel you know what i mean so yeah. physically he's not the same he's not he's not the same guy you know but also yeah. he's also elderly he's a senior it's like this is how serial killers actually get caught in the united states they become yeah. senior citizens and then they can't keep track of their evidence anymore and it gets out <laughs> you know what yeah, i mean right. like <laughs> like seriously I... I loved that they were, like, giving him liver spots and stuff this time around. Oh, yeah. Like, if you notice, like, his hands were all... Like, he's a codger. He's yeah. he's an old man. Yeah. And At first, I thought he was hiding out as the homeless man. You know what I mean? Who lived in the tent. I was like, oh, he doesn't have a mask anymore. And he, that guy looks pretty grizzled. Maybe that's him just hanging out, you know? No, lives in a sewer. Yeah. 
I don't, it's really, uh, so one of the older sequels and like it's like well my favorite Halloween movie. Oh, we're gonna get sidetracked, David. I gotta shut up. Well, <laughs> like, we're gonna, we're, get, we're gonna get back into it. Let's just. I uh, mean, basically, audiences are divided right now. People love it or hate it. Um, we'll find out what camp we're in later. But like, people are just coming hard at this movie. Like, I. It seems like every year that we get a Halloween movie, like there's just a huge debate. Or earlier this year was Texas Chainsaw. Basically, any of the Sacred Cow movies if you will or series i don't know golden age movies i don't know Fan okay crazy. Uh, dave i don't know if you heard about this dario gento's phenomenon is going to get a sequel it's like 40 years later jennifer Connolly was the main girl in that movie i think who had the power to talk to insects or command insects something like that and have you seen that solve movie? a mystery have you actually I, seen i've never seen this movie because I've watched most of Argento stuff, and of course, I love Demons and Demons Two that he produced so, with, the, with the Baba. But, I could um, be Johnny Spoiler for a moment because that has a, one of the weirdest endings to a movie ever. <laughs> all right, drop okay. your dangerous details. I mean, I, I can't. Your it's own been phrases, Dave. Stick to your own. Stick to your own lane. <laughs> it's been years since I've seen it, but the ending it like involves an orangutan with a switchblade. No lie. Whoa, dude. Interesting. Now the movie sounds better. <laughs> like, we got a monkey with a knife. We don't my, know what's going to so happen weird. in theaters my, this fall. My interest is definitely peaked now. Yeah. I'm like, I got to see this. But other people might know her from The Labyrinth or Career Opportunities or this movie called Dark City, which is more of a sci-fi. I, I don't know. Sci-fi horror. It's a little bit like Hellraiser. <laughs> We've mentioned everything but the thing she's won an Academy Award for. <laughs> Well, I don't even know what that movie is. Exactly. I mean, it was it was that math mathematician movie. With oh Russell yeah. Crow. Okay. A beautiful mind. Moving movie. on. Yeah. Anyway. Um, celebrities always die in threes. We got another trio here. Uh, Robbie Coltrane, who played, of course, Hagrid in uh, the, all the Harry Potter movies, is a good dude. He's one of those classically trained BBC actors. Harkening back to an old episode where Jordan and I watched Crawl. He plays one of the thieves mm. in that movie. He has a mustache. I literally only know him from these two things. He was Hagrid, and he was one of the guys in Crawl. <laughs> like, that's it. That's all I got. Um, that's Angela Lansbury died. Murder, she wrote. Um, there's there's no way. Well, Jordan, you would get a million, million points if you've already seen this movie I'm about to mention. Oh, God. But the likelihood is very, I mean, people place your bets right now on DraftKings. <laughs> Whether it would be great if we had our own little betting pool for as Jordan seen the movie or not, flip a coin, spend real money. That'd be great. Um, she was in a horror movie called Company of Wolves. Mm-mm. Oh, dang. See, that was, I took a chance. That was like maybe a 70, 30, 30% you get it because it's a werewolf movie. So she was in that? Yeah, she's the grandma. She's the, she's the person the girl's looking for. I got to rewatch that. It's been yeah. so long since I've seen it. Hmm. Okay. And of course, Mrs. Potts. I was going to say, oh, she plays oh, yeah, the teapot yeah, yeah. in the Beauty and the Beast. Here's one that Dave might not know, but once he knows it exists, we'll probably seek it out. She played Mrs. Claus in a TV movie called Mrs. Claus. I think you know I've this? seen that. All right. Okay. So he saw it. Check that off. All right. This other one, I sent Dave a message that just said, like, the F word, I think. Mike Skank, who was one of the co stars mm. in the documentary American Movie, died. Um, so him and his buddy, Mark, what's his name, David? Uh, Mark Burchard. Oh yeah. Mark Burchard. So Mark Burchard is a filmmaker in the Midwest 
who does a lot of radio too, but he's basically like a guy that like Energizer Buzzing, like Energizer Bunny. Do you remember these commercials when we were kids, Jordan? Like where the bunny just bangs his drum and keeps going. Mm-hmm. Like everything came at this guy. He's like another Kevin Smith, but like in his own little micro universe as well. Like a super film fan, references in all these movies and horror movies from the 50s and 60s. And then like made a short film and like, you know. We well, had a legendary documentary made about him, is with like kind of really yeah yeah. Some I don't know I don't know what the origin story is that, but like <laughs> another filmmaker went out there while he was tr- while they were trying to make their movies, they like filmed their just passion for making movies. And uh, Mike was the friend; he's like the dude's best friend, childhood friend or whatever, and help, was helping him make these little movies. And uh, yeah, and just had like such a positive attitude. That's what people say the most is like that guy, unbreakably positive. Yeah. But uh, I think Dave's like, well, part of that's probably to the perma fried brain because he's like a he's like a recovered drug addict or whatever, right? But he's a nice yeah, guy. I mean, it's, yeah, it's all covered in that documentary. Yeah, the guy like perma fried. I mean, I think that was even his term. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I've met quite a few of... people like that in real life, and it's you know they're they're usually happy guys because they you know they just anyway. become simple. Tonight's movie is uh, "Drag Me to Hell." When a bank teller refuses to extend a loan for an, to an old gypsy, she gets dragged into a fiery underworld. And Justin Long plays her confused boyfriend through the movie. Um, the main girl is Allison Loman, who you might know. Back in the nineteen nineties, they had a catchphrase called "Indie Darlings." She was definitely considered one. She was in Big Fish. Um, she's in this really good movie, Matchstick Men, about con artists. Um, that should move closer to the top of your list there, Jordan. Matchstick okay. Men. You ever see that one? Just moved up. It's got Nick Cage. <laughs> it's Nick got Cage uh, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Yeah, it's got a great cast, and she plays the the daughter, mm-hmm. um, of the main crook slash con man slash. What's it? He's an agoraphobic, isn't he? Or something? What is his deal? Agoraphobia or OCD or something like that. Um, yeah, he's got something. He like fantasizes about like all the germs like pulling together, like off of the doorways, the outside, the people. It's really weird. He's got some issues, but then he's tuna. also running this scam the whole movie. Hmm. Um, and then kind of the <laughs> I'm like talking about everything but tonight's movie. That's fun. I was about to I was about to say like what are the themes of freaking matchstick men? <laughs> what I, like we this episode's not about matchstick men. We'll have to do that another time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie. Yeah. Uh Dave, you got any dangerous details about Drag Me to Hell? Uh yeah. So uh oh that's not the right one. Uh so um at, as you mentioned, Alice Lohman, um, she actually did most of her stunts in this movie, uh, and it actually became so stressful that she developed shingles during filming and would have to shoot shots of tequila at night just to go to sleep. So he put her through the ringer in this movie. Um, oh, she so, got so stressed out about like uh, the content of the movie, like no, just the physical toil. Like you know, he he puts his act. You know, oh, that's that's what I mean. Like because the movie is like uh, centered around her character having to. She's like. She's basically tortured through the whole movie. Is <laughs> what mean, tortured? Tortured, yeah, yeah, by spirits. Uh, we'll we'll get into. Um, so uh, Mrs. Ganesh, uh, the uh, the gypsy uh, 
lady in the movie. Uh, her car in the movie is Sam Raimi's personal Oldsmobile Delta 88 that has been featured in mm. all of his movies, uh, including the Evil Dead movies and even yeah. the Quick and the Dead, which is actually a Western, but it was dressed up as a wagon. So he's found a way to work that car into every single movie of his. Um, so this could have been a much different movie. Originally, Elliot Page was uh, slated to play the role of Christine, but had to drop mm. out because they were making uh, the movie Whip It. Um, I think Alison Lohman got a bump up over that, a much better movie. Uh, so this film was in the works for nearly 20 years, uh, with the director wanting to make it after Army of Darkness back in 92, but other projects kept getting in the way, eventually the Spider-Man trilogy. Um, at some point, Raimi uh, wanted to uh, offer it to Edgar Wright to direct, uh, who was actually busy making Hot Fuzz, and he said he didn't want to do it because he just felt like it'd be doing a karaoke version of a Sam Raimi movie. Um and actually, this is the only one of the few movies to not have a cameo by Bruce Campbell, because I guess he was busy doing a TV show at the time. Burn Notice. Never saw it, but I guess he couldn't do uh, this movie because of that. So those are the facts. Are you sticking by him, Dave? <laughs> yeah, for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll be right back to the podcast in progress. Talking about our favorite bits from Drag Me to Hell. And, our, and we're going to rate it as well. Binge now, binge later, binge never. Can't wait to see how savagely it gets roasted by Jordan or if Dave's going to give you his dangerous opinion on any of the movies tonight. We'll find out. Only one message tonight, folks. It's from our friends Keeps. I don't know if Dave remembers this. It's like podcast sponsor past. It's like Keeps is the hair product. Um, let's see. Better hair is just a rinse away. You can use the uh, Keep shampoo and conditioner along with your Keeps treatment plan. And they've formulated by Keeps advisors, so some of the world's foremost hair loss experts are here to help strengthen your hair while making it fuller and thicker. Here's some, some fast facts, David, about the Keep shampoo and conditioner. It comes in an 8-ounce container, all-natural ingredients such as supplemento, biotine, and this is really funny, caffeine and green tea. I never thought about putting caffeine in my hair, but I might order the shampoo to do that because that, that seems pretty direct. Just uh, <laughs> shampoo it in, let it slink into your follicle. Yeah. <laughs> 300 milligrams. Let's go. It's paraben-free. Oh, the milligrams aren't real. That's not part of the real message. I was just I was just thinking about like how much can I get in my hair. Um, and it can be purchased separately or together. It's a great everyday option. And we're going to drop a link. You can save 35% off right now if they're all thinking Shampoo and conditioner from our affiliate Keeps. You can find the link in the podcast notes, or I'll be posting it somewhere. You'll find it. Usually on Tuesday, I'm going to start dropping these um, support the sponsor social things. So anyway, you'll see. You'll find it somewhere. It, Dave, you can find it somewhere. All right. Related to, well, related to the podcast, you'll find it. Don't just, like, Google them and then get it somewhere else. At least no, we got to go through our affiliate link. Yeah, yeah. You got to use the link. That's use that's the how the link. internet works. You have to use a link. Well, I'll get in trouble for that part. Anyway, back to the podcast. Already in progress. It's time for the bits. Oh yeah, it's time for Jordan to lead us in the bits. The bits. Um. Yeah. Wow. Um. I'm reading some of the trivia notes, but that Allison Lohman did all of her own stunts, so I could see why she was put through the ringer on this. But yeah. 
Um, definitely had the gag factor there on this movie. <laughs> uh, we have been talking about how the vomit really gets me, but this was like impressive. I forgot about that. Oh no, <laughs> no, it, it was like you know impressive. What? It's possible, okay. like subconsciously, I picked this movie because it has like six scenes of that fear that you have. Holy crap! It's like, and it's not even like. The other ones got me a little gross, but this I was like, ew, 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 mm. screaming mm. at the screaming at the TV. <laughs> like the first time when she's having the full out battle scene with the old lady, Mrs. Ganush, in the like parking garage, and they are yeah. just brawling with each mm. other. Yeah. And Mrs. Ganush flies forward and hits her head on the dash, and her dentures fly out of her <laughs> mouth, and then she's like attacking uh christine like all over the face and she's just like gumming her face i was like that is disgusting and the vomit part it was like all of the like bile like when she falls on top of her um at the funeral and so it was just like gag scene was totally there the fight scene was probably my favorite scene in it all there was some times where i was like hmm this is a little too much like not with the gag but like could have been really cool if they stuck to a little bit more of like the lore part of the mm. movie, you know, mm. all the way through. But you know, well, I did you know. like the? Uh, I think the worst of the vomit is like actually the bodily fluids when she accidentally yeah. shows up at the old lady's funeral, like yeah. she's uh, trying to make amends and get the curse uh, undone. <laughs> yeah, and it's like coming out like a fire yeah. hose. So, so, folks, she tips a body over on accident and it drains bodily fluid into her face and mouth. Yeah. Pretty Even gnarly stuff. The beginning when they're meeting and she's like hawking up into her like her. It's like a, what do they call that on the internet? SMR, SAMR when they ASMR. ASMR. Yeah, it's more, usually people eating these mukbang things. That's what they call these uh, videos. But no, they no that's not ASMR. The... That's gross. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you? All I'm saying is like that's what this movie is like. It makes everything yeah. exaggerated. Like everything that you hear makes all the grotesque stuff even grosser. Because it's all exaggerated, or it's like definitely, it's like intense, very intense. Yeah. So they did great with that. If I, yeah, yeah. What about you, Dave? What's your favorite bits? Oh man, it's it's more of like whittling down what's what's the ones to say. Um, you know the the car fight scene or in the parking lot, like you said. Um, this has a like a weird out of place talking goat, or not really so much out of place if you see it in the context of the movie, but you got talking goats, <laughs> evil talking goats. Um, but the part that well, got that's me the this- demon. Yeah, well, because they put the spirit into the goat, or yes, started, yeah, yeah. Right. So, um, the part that got that's me the most this, evil—that's one of the most evil dead parts, too. You know? Right. Yeah. Uh, but the part that got me this time is because this movie's ridiculous and it means to be. Uh, but there's a part I just I whatever blocked out, but it keyed me in this time. This movie's a cartoon, and there's a very clear way to know that this movie has an anvil in it. <laughs> Like <laughs> has no reason to have an anvil hanging above in her like storage shed or whatever. Uh, so Miss Ganesh comes in, yes. freaks her out. She chop, you know, chops with her. Um, well, she's like in her storage shed trying to find things to trade to, to sell, sell to to buy raise money to supposedly or... have the freaking spiritual guides banish the so, demon. Like right. that's the set price. If you don't got ten grand, we're, we can't banish the demon. Exactly. Floor, David. <laughs> so um, yeah, she's grabbing her figure price. skate. And uh, Miss Ganesh is attacking her in the storage shed, and she cuts this rope with her uh, ice or skate. An anvil comes down again. Who has an anvil at all? Just so, randomly uh, hanging out. Plunks her head, CGI, eyes, and blood. 
pour into her face again. Oh, the the CGI sucks in this movie. The, the, it kind of oh, kind of ruins but, the practicals. But but having said that, like that that was the first time I realized, like, oh, this is like a Bugs Bunny cartoon because you know, like literally down to an anvil falling on her head, and that's just something I never gave much thought to before for some reason. But uh, that moment just kind of stuck with me this time, even though yes, the CGI kind of sucks. But don't you feel like the movie's a melodrama? Like you called it a cartoon, but don't you think it's like they take it actually like extra seriously and then don't acknowledge certain things? Like it blew my mind in the parts. In the scene where she's Jordan, when she's puking blood at the bank, like they don't really acknowledge the fact that like she's having possibly a medical emergency or is about to die in seconds because she just theoretically the movie exaggerated so much that like that's like an entire body's worth of blood, right? That's like all her blood in her body on her right. desk at the bank during that part of the movie. Man. Yeah, it is interesting. It's like really overdone, which I love, but then it pivots into this point of where it like does feel very cartoonish. And I'm like, okay, so I would have preferred like maybe that the whole way, but it just seems like a gradual thing. And then all yeah. of a sudden it's just like talking goats you know <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like uh, okay cool <sighs> oh man and that wasn't even her favorite bit but she uh, got around to it talking goats what about, <laughs> what about you, your favorite bit wow they really want to know if i have a favorite bit um Bits. gosh i like the commitment to the idea i mean i just like what happens in the end spoiler alert she goes to hell the movie's called drag me to hell she goes to hell at first, I, I when I watched this movie for the first time, I thought she was going to pin it on the boyfriend and Justin Long would go to hell. Or uh, somebody at the bank, you know, like the other manager who screwed her over would go to hell. But um, no, I mean, I guess that's her only redeeming quality is the fact that she gets punished, right? Like she she decides to, to deal with it. But then she has like one final chance to get out of the curse. But like if anything, if Hollywood has taught us anything, like you can't actually get out of the curses. It's just like you could pass it on to somebody else, maybe if you're lucky, like in a movie called Thinner. And there might be another movie where they pass a curse to somebody else, but I can't remember. It's the one that I interviewed with. What was that called again? Do you remember? What was it about? Like the it was the teenagers and like they were passing the curse when they were having oh, sex. Oh, it's the It Falls movie, which yeah. I, I tell like every if somebody's like not that much into horror or they're just tired of everything else, they go, what about It Falls? They go, what? I was like, yeah, this thing is like, it will follow you. <laughs> you can't get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, like you can only pass it on. You can't get rid of it. Man. Um, don't you think it's kind of like messed up, though, that like she this movie's not a moral tale or anything because technically she was just doing her job <laughs> and uh, she still gets screwed over. Like she wasn't a bad person at the end of the day. She, she also admits- screwed over. She also admits, though, she's like, I could have gotten her another extension, like in the like towards the, like the end of the movie when she's I don't, talking I mean, with her boyfriend. But it's like, mm. was she just saying that to like, I, I don't know. I'm sure we could read into that a billion. Different I mean, ways. but the, but anybody could say that with a job like, oh, I, I could have pushed it through. I mean, I didn't right. necessarily feel that was like you got a yes, man. Remember that he had the same oh, yeah. job and he stamped everything. Yes, 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 yes. Till it ruined his life. But. I don't know, Dave. Like, are you just a corporate stooge? You're just not going to help people? Like, actually, when the movie came out, I'd be like, okay, she snapped. She had a bad day. She's going to help the next three loan applicants. But in 
where we are now with the economy and how I personally feel slighted as a human being, I, I'd be like, yeah, she's going to hell. And maybe she yeah. deserves to be there. Especially if like you're dealing with an insurance agent, you know, <laughs> on the other end of a bad car accident. You're just like, you know what? I don't know, communication I guess the, breaks down. Maybe the bank teller deserves to go where she goes. I know. I think the difference is, is like she didn't have any. Oh, you know what though? It. They didn't write any redeemable qualities for the the other lady, which they probably should have. It would have been a much better movie if they Angela Lansbury the character. Like she could do all those horrible things, but what if she had like some redeemable qualities, even as the monster, right? Because right. in theory, I mean, how bad was she? Like, oh, well, I guess she put the curse on her. But then at some point the demon takes over, so it's really not the lady. You know? Hmm. Even though the movie kind of makes uh, make believe of like she's still influencing stuff from beyond the grave, right? Yeah. I thought Dave froze that time. <laughs> He's thinking about I froze it. Frozen thought about it. What happened? Um so I guess we also rage. put it out there to see if we could watch other movies. And so they know you're already going to talk about Halloween. So do you quickly want to talk about Hellbenders for a second? Did you have a chance to watch that one? Uh, yes, I did. I so did isn't that. this one that you wanted to get around to for a while? I mean, I hadn't heard of it until you mentioned it. Um, oh, shit, I, I thought mean, you knew. About it. This is basically like there's a group of priests <clears throat> they're from a special school of thought of like they have to commit more sins that are their enemies. So if somebody gets possessed, then they qualify to just like quickly – like shortcut them to hell or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, early, you know, spoiler alert, binge later. I mean, it's, I, I like the concept. It oh, just I didn't let you rate the other movie. You want to back it up real quick and rate the, well, I said, I earlier, I said, Hey, we want to be our rate. All right, Jordan, what'd you think of drag me to hell? What's your rating? <laughs> binge later for sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, all right, all right, fair but enough. But I had uh, seen it before too. I'd seen. Oh, it you had. Before. Okay. Yeah. So this was not. This is like one of the one movies where. Oh, I'm you didn't like, stop okay, us. I... If you had seen it before, we would have watched something else. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, we were under the impression that you hadn't seen it. Yeah. I guess I should probably say. Well, I didn't really know if I did until it was like halfway through the movie. Oh, uh, okay. It was one it of was those one movie of the, amnesias. Yeah, it was movie okay. amnesia, okay. and so. I got through and I was like, oh, but I don't know if I actually had seen it to completion, if that makes sense. So binge later, but binge later. What about you, Dave? Uh, it's a binge now for me. Um, I, I saw this movie opening night when it came out. I actually saw this movie twice in the theaters. I don't know. It just it just hit the right spot for me. Um, I still had a fun time watching it this time. So, um, yeah, binge, binge now. One of one of Sam Raimi's best that is not Evil Dead. <laughs> I think if I watch Evil Dead, I might understand it a little bit better, too. So it's going on the list. You can uh, even skip Evil Dead 1 and just go to Evil Dead 2 and you'll get the I was going to say, yeah, just there start with Evil Dead 2 and then go to Army of Darkness and then the watch whole, the... Like, CGI. There's a Spanish remake, though, that's pretty good, too. I mean, well, it's made by a Spanish filmmaker. I think he's a Spanish filmmaker. Fede, yeah. Or, yeah. or just Latinx, as John Lake likes to say. Just lump them all together. Hmm. There you go. <laughs> Okay. Um, What'd you rate it? It actually moved. I used to like this movie a lot, but then maybe, I don't know, did I just play it out? I remember liking it a lot, and I didn't like it as much this time. So, But again, you get a lot of props to like not letting the studio back you down from the idea of like, 
the girl's not going to make it in the end, which is different from most horror movies, right? You start the movie with the final girl, and the final girl is the final victim. So it's kind yeah. of interesting. There's not a lot of death or murders either. There's only like accidental or coincidental deaths. You know what I mean? Like it's, they want to set up how it works. So they show you one death like that. And then mm-hmm. she's stuck through the whole movie. And of course the old lady dies from her cancer or whatever. But And I confused the audience. I'm sorry. I jumped around. I had Dave go back and rate the movie of the week. And then we were already talking about Hellbenders. Yeah. Which is again independent. It's a better idea than a movie. Um but I think get around to it. If you're just tired of the same old crap, get around to it. All right. We can dive headfirst. Unless, Jordan, you want to comment? Did you watch the Priest movie? Nope. No, but oh, I'll okay. put it on All the right. list. Right. Yeah. Halloween. But they drink and smoke and screw in order to get into hell instead of heaven so they can drag <laughs> possessed people with them. With oh, it sounds yeah. right it's, up my alley. So It's got an interesting cast. It doesn't quite get to where it doesn't quite get off the launch pad, but it's kind of interesting to watch. I uh, think I think that's a problem. I mean, it's fine. It just it, it's missing an ingredient or two. And I it's can't one of those movies that suffers from the budget. They, they clearly run out yeah. of money before they can get to their third act. You know, um, then they then it's like they just made it up just to write it out. Um, Halloween ends, which is it's David Gordon Green. I'm saying the guy's name right. Am I David? Yeah, that's you the are, director, you are. right? You got All it. All right. right. He's one of the Danny McBride friends, you know, a group of friends that came from the same area and started making movies. Um, and he wanted to do Halloween and he had a good idea and he talked to Emily Curtis to come back. This is the third movie. Supposed to be her last appearance is Laurie Strode. And she takes on her older brother, Michael Myers. Again, in the beginning of the episode, we were talking a lot of, a lot of stuff because the audience is split. Old Halloween fans are split. Um, and it does something you're, David's right. Do you want to tell them what it does similar to Friday the 13th? Well, it, it basically, I mean, it doesn't directly rip off, but it takes elements of Friday the 13th Part 5, which, spoiler alert, Jason is hardly part of. Um, in fact, I think in that one, he doesn't even pop up until the very end, if I remember right. Yeah, there's an imitation uh, killer, which which excites Jason, and he comes back or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So it's kind of a fake-out movie in a lot of ways. And, um, yeah, I mean, there is a Michael Myers in it, but, I mean, it is mainly the... Uh, Corey show if you will um who i don't know john if you want to get into who he is well i actually feel bad because there's people that have issues like Corey, and they're not serial killers so i do i do feel bad about like that's a stereotype but i'm gonna get past that so like there's a horrible accident that now mars this guy's his life is now marred by a tragic accident <laughs> and then so he slips into like let me let me just he just like fully cracks gets bullied, gets more traumatized, and then wants to be coached in the world of serial killing by Michael Myers, who's living in a sewer, like I said, is half crippled, gets reinvigorated by the fact that there's a kid who's clearly a nutball trying to get his his attention. But the movie makes it clear that Michael Myers didn't see the relationship the same way. That was basically like the Corey character was playing with a venomous spider the whole time. And the spider just finally got around to being so irritated, he dealt with him. Mm. Um, but it, I mean, I could spoil some serious moments from this movie, and I, I don't think I should. Like, I'm not going to say what happens to Corey or the the granddaughter, who's the now the niece. So mm-hmm. I will say, I was talking to Jordan about how like we would take a whole podcast to try to explain the different Halloween movies because this is like maybe the fourth version of Michael Myers that have nothing to do with each other, but. There was right. a niece in the original continuity who's like a uh, played by Daniel Harris, who's like my favorite character in all the Halloween movies. But 
the niece in this movie is completely different, but the family unit is still kind of there. There's a sister and a niece, which they did that before. Um, so yeah, so the family takes on Michael Myers again. The town is still upset. It has some incredible kills, though. Mm. I will say, like, so Halloween, whatever. What was the first one called? Do you remember? Because Halloween. Halloween kills. It was Halloween. <laughs> it was just Halloween. Okay, so like, it's two, just been done Halloween 2018. It was yeah, 2018 Halloween. Um, whatever. Lukewarm. They tried to wash the taste was... out of the mouth of like the Rob Zombie Halloweens and move on. And they brought back some of the characters from the original. Part two, it's horrible. Halloween kills. Except Halloween they, kills was awful, have, except for the kills. <laughs> well, yeah, except for the kills. But they have a like they have a lynch party like attack Michael Myers, and that's yeah. what cripples him. That's why he's crippled him to get into the third one physically. It was almost like life. the end of a ne- Agatha but, Christie novel. Like, oh, we all killed him. We all stabbed him. Like, yeah, the whole town. Uh, but this is where I think like he he seems supernatural in the second one to get up and walk away. Yeah. So he, he's definitely more limited in the third one. That's more re- realistic. But um, one of my favorite filmmakers shows up as a deputy in part two. And so I was like, oh, I'm cool with that cameo. Um, it's the guy that made uh, that werewolf movie that we're always talking about. Help me out here. His name is Jim. Oh, oh, uh, Jim Cummings. Um, the, Every time I forget like an Hollow. actor's name on here, I do feel like I have dementia or something. <laughs> I'm like, I can't remember the well, names just, of the actors. Like. so much. It all blends in. Um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, that guy, he's really cool. We covered his werewolf movie. We recommended it to Jordan. I don't know yeah. if we ever... I think that was one of the ones we had in mini-review, I think. Which I, werewolf I movie? What was the Wolf werewolf? Wolf of Snow Hollow? Yeah, Wolf of Snow Hollow. We I'm never got sure. around. We uh, watched I like think, six, so I think we got cut off. I think we covered that bef- right before you got on the show. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think we just recommended it to you. Um where are we, David? <laughs> What's uh, well, going on? I guess we're oh, still oh. talking about... Okay, I mean, so we're uh, talking about the third one. So, yeah, so the rules of horror movies, like when in the 80s and 90s, that well, they only compiled these rules. Basically, fans of horror movies compiled a set of rules. Like, oh, we noticed that in, in these 10 movies, if you have sex, you die. If you if you say you're going to be right back, you're never back. Like, there's all these tropes, right? Like, all these, like, uh, cliches, right? That became, like, the rules of the yeah. horror movies. And one of them is... The first movie establishes the rules. They talk about this like the original Scream, I think. Like uh, the yeah. Jamie Kennedy, Randy character is talking about the rules. Movie. Yeah. But then yeah. like, and then in part two, I think they're talking about the sequel exaggerates the rules. I think that's what he says about the second one. But I know the third one, it's like throwing the rules up in the air and seeing where they land. Like they don't matter anymore by the third movie. And same thing here. Like the movie's not obsessed with Michael Myers. It introduces another killer. And... I thought it was going to be like, oh, it's a passing of the torch. Like, we're going to now get three more movies with I a thought. different boogeyman. And then it'd be the and they would have have spent all this time, all this money to get back to part three, which is every Halloween's going to be different. But we're finally going to have an anthology. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then this movie does something that you go, oh, I guess maybe not. They're, they're not going to be able to go in that direction. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um. I'm sure we'll get into ratings in a minute, but uh, well, I guess I'll just get into my rating and mini review right now. I love this movie. I really did. I had the lowest expectations and came out like I haven't had this much fun with the movie in a while. Uh, At first I thought to myself, Oh, this is a good, bad movie. Like this is so stupid. It's hilarious. But the more time I've spent with it, I mean, this has got Danny McBride as one of the writers on this. He's like a really funny guy. Um, And David Gordon green is 
I mean, despite Halloween Kills, he's actually a good filmmaker. He's more used to making serious movies, if you will, or dramas. So it is kind of interesting that he's taken on a horror trilogy like this. Um, but he's not an incompetent filmmaker, and none of them are incompetent writers. I think everything is intentional. I think this is a, a, a comedy as well as a horror movie. Like, there's really hilarious stuff. The first 10 minutes, I've had the hardest laugh that I've ever had in a long time. <laughs> like, I, and I can't believe that was by accident. Um, this movie takes chances. And it's what, clearly... did you laugh at the tragedy? Of course I did. That was hilarious. Oh my God. That got one of those heated. horror rules. Yeah. Wow. And that's why it took me by surprise because it, like, okay, really, really, really spoiler alert. I'm sorry. Everybody's watching it right now. It's on Peacock. Wait, did you laugh because the kid was a jerk? Or you just yeah, he was an, he was a little shithead, and then he got what got coming to him in, in movie world. <laughs> oh, like if this God. was a real life movie, if this was a real life <laughs> newspaper event, of course that's tragic. But this is a movie; it's make believe. That's fucking hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> I agree. I a hundred percent agree. Um, yeah. I mean, it's you know, spoiler alert: a kid dies at the very beginning, and it's very bloody. Like you see, a, like a gallon of blood come out of this kid. Um, <laughs> I'm a sick. Personal cracks like an egg, David. Um, but I mean, like you said, the, the I mean, I, I was screaming at the screen in delight, like with certain kills. I mean, uh, the very, very end of what happens to Michael Myers was pretty, pretty fun to watch. Um, this movie takes chances that pissed off a lot of people, and I'm more happy that this movie did something so different instead of the same old, same old what every other horror movie does. So, yeah, I'm in the camp that loves it. So I don't Binge have, now for me. <laughs> I don't have that much to say about it, but I'm in the same boat as you, Dave. I really liked it. I had low expectations. Kills were great. I also just because I got your guys' opinion before I had watched it too, so I tried to come at it with a, a even ground. And yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed watching it. So binge now for sure. Well, it's the best of. These three new Halloweens. Um, it's subversive, sure. Um, but guess what? Halloween 4 is still the greatest Halloween movie of all time, David. Jordan, you ever get around to it? Halloween I'm like 4. trying to do the Halloween math. I feel like Zach Galifianakis and that gif with the numbers and stuff. And I'm trying to realize <laughs> like <laughs> what number 4 yeah. is actually. It's, I don't know. I, I know a lot of people love 4. I, I don't know, man. I'm of the mind... Halloween is three movies, and one of them is not even it's it's its own movie. It's Halloween. Halloween that's bullshit. Ends. If you're gonna disregard Halloween four, but then put promote Halloween three it, over look, it, I'm not saying which I, look, is, it's has just nothing not to do me. with Michael Myers. I did here's where it falls it. apart, folks. <laughs> Dave and I definitely take it's different okay paths to like a movie. Halloween it's okay walk. to not like a movie. What what can you say? Just didn't work on me. Halloween four is the greatest Halloween movie of all time. <laughs> The actor from Halloween 4, Daniel Harris, who I mentioned before, she actually has a podcast with the other actress that played Laurie Strode in the Rob Zombie movie, Rob Zombie Halloweens. Hmm. Oh, Scout Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's it. Jordan's had enough. She's yawning. Yeah. Like, I don't care about these Halloween movies. Go away. I care a little. (laughs) 
hilarious. Any last comments, David? Um, I don't know. Um, milk duds are good. I don't know. I'm thinking Halloween candy. Is there anything yeah. about his Halloween candy, folks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs>